Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. We are going to say F it today and skip trivia because I forgot and we're recording late because it was a, a little bit of a, a hectic day. We'll do some, we'll look at our F1 predictions, we'll look at F1 news, and then we'll switch gears and do the same for IndyCar. So Frenchie, how did our F1 predictions end up? I actually think we did pretty well. Oh, the predictions ooh. we had for Silverstone. Oh, oh, oh. no, never mind. Uh, well, both of us did decent. Let me see this. For good weekend, I had Oscar Piastri, and I think this was his breakout weekend so far. What was it? P4 he finished? Yeah. Yeah. You said Alonzo was going to get a P2, which he did not. What was he, sixth or something? Six no, like eighth. I have to look at the actual results real quick. Uh, bad weekend. You said Sergio Perez, and yes, I think Sergio is still struggling. Even though he finished sixth, it was not necessarily a, an impressive weekend from him. No, I had to call back to like, that. Yeah, not disappointing, yeah. but not impressive either. No, and then no. I said Carlos Sainz, who finished 10th which for ferrari is pretty awful actually for ferrari that's pretty good because they were terrible on this weekend i'm just i'm I'm just making fun of ferrari i don't actually mean that it's still good points or it's still a point but they should be much faster was it signs at one point that got passed by like three cars in like four turns or something you remember what i'm yeah and i think i sent you something yeah. yeah, it was like the back half of the race, roughly, at, at one point. Okay, so that was our there, I guess. Do we have any news other than Ricardo? Just a couple of things, yeah. So, obviously, you just hinted at or mentioned the big news from this week. And if anyone hasn't heard it yet, I don't know what they've been doing. <laughs> but I guess we can at least talk about it and give our takes on it, because I definitely have a take on it. Nick DeVries is out at Alpha Tauri with immediate effect. He, they're not even just going to wait until the end of the season or wait to the summer break. They're putting Daniel Ricardo in that Alpha Tauri to pair with Yuki Tsunoda starting at Hungary, which is not this upcoming weekend, but next weekend. Oh, we get a weekend off. Okay. Yeah, this weekend is off. So I guess I'll just give my take real quick and then we can talk yeah. about it. 
Okay, so as much as I think that this whole thing makes a mockery of the young driver, you know, the Red Bull driver development program. Yeah. And shows that once again, you can't actually believe a damn thing that helmet Marco says, because he'll say he's not replacing Nick DeVries or I'm not going to like Sergio Perez is not in danger and then just do the opposite. Yeah. Either he's really impulsive or he's lying. I mean, it could be a mixture of both, but I actually see why they did this because the young driver program was already completely discredited prior to this. I mean, I don't, I don't you're still going to join it, right? right? If you get the opportunity because the Red Bull equipment and the potential to have that seat is a golden opportunity that you're not going to pass up. So it doesn't matter if they actually promote drivers from that program or go elsewhere because people are going to take it anyway. They're one of the top F1 teams. But what I think is smart about this move is that not only do they get to test out Ricardo and see if he is inherently flawed as a driver now, or if it was just a McLaren specific thing, they also get to evaluate Yuki Tsunoda against a more known quantity, like proven benchmark. Sure. So they give themselves potentially three options for the second Red Bull seat, right? They have Sergio who they could leave in that seat, Daniel Ricardo. And Yuki Tsunoda. And whatever you think of Nick DeVries, there was no way he was ever getting promoted out of Alpha Tauri. And he was likely going to get dropped at the end of the season anyway. So I don't really, I'm not mad that they did this. It's what we've come to expect from Red Bull. They did this with Pierre Gasly. They did this with Alex Albon. They've done this so many times that I don't understand why people act like they're shocked anymore or <laughs> why you got really upset. I understand if you're a Nick DeVries fan, he got dealt a bad hand. But if you're Nick DeVries, if you didn't see this coming, then you are also living under a rock because you knew what you were in for when you signed up for this. So as much as it's crappy behavior from Red Bull, this is literally their MO. They've done the same thing in the past. And we expect nothing less at this point. So rather than skewer them or get mad or anything they're not going to change the way that they are unless maybe they replace helmet marco so yeah. you know i'm i understand why they did it and it's not altogether unexpected it's just how they operate i think i commented this on twitter and maybe even facebook that like when will red bull learn i'm like red bull's not going to learn shit until helmet marco is no longer with red bull which is probably not going to happen until helmet marco is no longer on this planet so it's yeah. just it's just not changing. I honestly he's a cockroach. He's gonna live forever. <laughs> I don't have too much to add to what you said other than adding a point that it's also good for Alpha Tauri, whether Ricardo is there or at Red Bull or wherever in 2024 to help get a handle on car development for next year. Because Daniel Ricardo should not be worried about you know, obviously he wants points. That's the name of the game. But he should not be worried about like trying to shoot for a podium or a win. He his main goal there should be kind of like you said, evaluating him against Yuki, but also, okay, what can we do to fix this car for next year? You know, Daniel, you've got eight wins and you know, fifteen podiums and hundred and fifty races, give or take in F one. What should we do? You know, 
lean on that experience as much as you can. So that's the only other thing I'm going to add to that. I'm not surprised. It kind of is what it is. I'm not a huge Ricardo believer, but you know, if, if anybody is surprised by this, I guess the other thing is kind of relating to, you know, Ricardo is you're not going to also pull Liam Lawson halfway through the year out of F2. Who's like, I'm pretty sure he's having a good F2 year. Super formula. Super formula. Sorry. What did I say? F2. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I know I'm pretty sure he's having a good year in super formula. I think so, he leads the championship or he's okay. in contention. Yeah. You're not going to do that in the middle of the year in a car that's total garbage at this point. So it's just, yeah, it's it's definitely just just not worth it. So yeah, let's move on. I mean, I just, the last thing I'll say on that is I get wanting to wait until the end of the season for Nick to give him a fair shot, but Red Bull really doesn't even see their drivers that way. They're ruthless. And this is how they treat their drivers. And they can get away with it because... Does like people will join that team anyway? Their equipment's good enough where you'd never say no if you got the call. So there's no reason for them to change. They have the power. They have the leverage in this situation. Yep. Yep. Okay. The other news that I've got pulled up is basically in regards to this Madrid F1 race. There was a claim made by someone. I don't exactly remember who it was. Yeah, me either. That the Madrid F1 race was a done deal. It was good to go. I've we have heard not heard that. Yeah, I've never heard of whoever that came from. I, they are the president of the executive committee of the whatever. So they, I think, are, are one of the race promoters. And it seems like they got overexcited and announced this before it's actually concrete. They're still negotiating with Barcelona from everything we've heard. And I mean, they just changed what the final corner. So it'd be pretty, pretty, I don't know what the word is, but mercenary like of of F1 (laughs) to bail on it after they just changed the track layout for you. I mean, it would, but it also wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, no dice. Don't really, yeah, continue. So the last piece of news that we have for F1 is that Emmanuel Macron, the French president, has come out in support of an F1 return to France. He said... As he should. Yeah, he said essentially that... He wants it back, um, that we need to engage in discussions with the F1 rights holders and that the problem with F1 in France is not the circuit of Paul Ricard is talking about. It's with the politics. He basically goes on to say it's probably the only F1 Grand Prix that's never had a president come to watch it, except for Magni Cor when um, Francois Mitterrand attended as part of sort of like showing that he supported the race. So it's never happened. It's, the problem is with, you know, the country, basically. Um, so I, I think they're not they're saying that they haven't had support. And so Fair. I think Fair. this will probably go a long way for Macron to come out and say he's he's behind this effort for it to come back to the country, because 
I would imagine, like in a lot of other countries, and especially with the way that France's economy is, it's going to need government backing, government support yeah. financially yeah. to make it work. I mean, we know that the state of Texas pays a ridiculous amount of money to pay F1's rights for it to be there. And then in the hopes of obviously making that back with the event and the tourism that goes along with it. So I think it's probably a smart financial move and we may see it return, but it's obviously not going to be next year because we already saw the uh, 2024 calendar, I guess, unless China falls off again. Sure. Which, who yeah. Knows? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the only thing I have to add there is every time I look at Macron, he kind of looks like one of those little capybara animals, which is always makes me laugh. But I guess <laughs> at this point, we should. Do we have anything else, or are we on the IndyCar now? Wow, so insulting to the president yeah. of France. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to insult your homeland. Yeah, he and I are close. Are you? So are you I don't want to hear from him after this. Yeah, based on you saying that. I wouldn't say buddies, but, you know, oh, old okay. family friends. All right. Well, that's fair. I guess before, so we have, oh, we have the Pagano Blomquist news. That's our IndyCar news, correct? I'm not missing anything here on my little list. Actually, no, that's everything, I think. Okay. Yeah. And that's going to be fun to watch. I had said it in, I think, our, our group chat that I see Tom Blomquist this is a really good tryout for him for if he gets the seat next year. And I think he's going to easily outperform Elio. He's somebody that, I mean, that's not a, like I said, a very high bar on street courses anymore at this point, but he, what finished second in F2 to Esteban Ocon. He has raced at Macau. He's done formula E. So he's got experience with street circuits and open wheel racing he's not somebody that's just completely new to this. And we've seen what talent basically can transfer and people like Scott McLaughlin and Augustine Canapino. So yeah, I'm not confident in MSR equipment at the moment that seem to be struggling sure. a bit, but uh, I think he's going to, if not impress, he will do a solid job and give them what they need. And that is the most you can hope for somebody who's thrown into the deep end, as he put it. That's especially the most you can hope on a very unforgiving street circuit, you know, with all the different, you know, concrete to asphalt to concrete to asphalt, you know, some is new paved, some is old paved, some is really old paved. So it's really tough. It'll be hard. I'm not expecting him to, you know, come home with a, a top five or whatever, but if he keeps it clean, yeah. you know, that's almost like a, a good start and, you know, kind of get off any, yeah, I don't want to say cobwebs, any, you know, any nerves before he goes to, you know, hopefully goes to St. Pete in that car next year. So it's definitely cool. I was super pumped. I am pretty sure I like zoned out sitting at my desk at work when that came out the other day and made sure I posted it on the socials right away. So as you said, we have Toronto. It's on Peacock all weekend. Please don't complain to me that it's on Peacock all weekend. As Alexander Rossi said, download the app, pay the $4.99, and please shut up. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, 
you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. So I watch it on Peacock anyway. Like even though I have YouTube TV, I tend to watch yeah. it on Peacock. I do not watch the race on Peacock typically because my dad pays for cable TV, so I just watch it usually on NBC or USA. But I also have my own Peacock Peacock pres- prescription. Holy hell, subscription. <laughs> prescription. My brain, my brain. <laughs> My brain is all argy bargy right now and just totally, you know, totally shutting down at this point. So without sounding like a butt munch even further, we <laughs> guess I guess we can just get to predictions. The race is at 1 30 sure. on Sunday. Watch it, you know, all that fun stuff. And okay. Who is going to be the first one to put a wheel wrong this weekend? Oof. Right. Let's let's say let's Who's let's also... start let's start this in in qualifying. So not a you know let's ignore okay. practice because a lot of guys are going to be finding the limit with newly paved sections. So who you know whether it's qualifying in the race, who will be the first one that you know overshoots a turn, stuffs it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera? Oh, so even if they overshoot and just kind of have to do a spin and get back on track, that counts. Or do you mean they actually like touch a wall and do some damage? Right. Right. Okay. At least touch a wall. So for touch a wall and do some damage, I think I'm actually just going to say Elio, unfortunately. Nothing Ooh. against him, but street okay. and road courses, he tends to spin in the first practice every yeah. week. I will say Calamilot. Okay. The Yunkos team seems like they're in a little bit of a funk collectively lately. So that will be my pick. Okay. Who's having a good weekend? Alex Blows is now off the table, by the way, for the like the rest of the season because he's too good. He's like picking Max for Stappen in F one predictions. So that's not allowed anymore. Let's see who would be when I think about it. Who's gonna be good weekend? I feel I want to pick somebody that I don't usually pick. Okay, let's say um Christian Lungard. Let's say that the, the street course goes well for him i will say colton herda yeah, yeah he needs redemption for mid ohio yeah he needs redemption for a lot of things this year not that we're his fault by any means just in general okay yeah, it's usually Who- such a convivial atmosphere around his pit but it must be hard to keep that up every week when you just kind of qualify so well and then something always goes wrong in yeah. the race. Yeah, I saw him eating a fluffernoter sandwich 
one race uh, earlier this year. I think it was was it Texas or Indy? I don't know. We were somewhere, and he was just like, "Oh, my luck is crazy." So, you know, it's definitely been a a weird season of kind of unfortunate luck for him. Okay, so who is what team will have our pole winning driver? Aaron McLaren. Aaron McLaren. Okay. I ooh, I will take. Hmm. You kind of stole what I was gonna do. Let's say it's let's just go really off the wall here. This is gonna fail miserably. Dale Coin Racing. Oh, I thought you were gonna say point. I I was close. Honestly, I was close. Okay. And, Dale Coin with HMD or with Rick Ware Racing? Are uh, we picking a car? <laughs> we're not getting kidding. we're not getting that specific because I don't want to jinx. Well, I mean, really, I don't want to jinx co-host Malukas. You know, we can just leave it at that. All right, the race is 85 laps. So a quarter of that would be 21 and a change laps. So how mm-hmm. much how much percentage wise will how, how many laps will be run under caution percentage wise? You can pick from zero to a hundred percent. If it was a hundred percent, I will retire from podcasting. No, that's absolutely absurd. <laughs> that, that wouldn't happen. I don't think we're, we're I mean, I'm trying to think of how many they ran in Detroit, because I would have expected it to be better than that. But right. let me say like 18 percent it's probably around like 15 laps or so okay i will say you said 18 18 percent yeah 15 yeah, right. laps, i just I wanted to yeah okay yeah. i will say 14 percent. i really okay. wanted to go 19 percent just to like play like prices right on you but i felt bad okay we'll wrap it there for the weekend or for yeah for the weekend IndyCar is in Toronto. NASCAR is in New Hampshire. Yeah, Loudon. Loudon, the site of the double birds. Formula E's in Rome. Doubleheader, I think. Yep, probably won't watch that. It's their penultimate round, so it it sort of matters to their championship. I may watch only because. No, I may not. Be it depends. I don't. I have to look at when it's on TV. I think yeah. it, it's being recorded on my YouTube TV still. So right, right. I may go back and watch. They have a new broadcaster, I believe, this weekend. I don't know if it's for the U.S. as well. Maybe it's just for the international feed. But, yeah, yeah that championship I'm... is heating up. I mean, Nick Cassidy's one point, I think, behind Jake Dennis. Okay. All right. Well, I'm probably still not going to watch. But, you know, I did. Somebody did write on Twitter, like, oh, my God, where is Nick DeVries going to go now? And I tagged the E-Scooter, and they did like my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I think e-scooter, yeah. is a, e-scooter is aware of my e-scooter I don't want to call it slander but e- e-scooter fun we'll call it so yeah well, can you imagine the prestige that it would bring for someone who is an F2 champion and a Formula E champion as well to go to a series like e-scooter I'm sure the fans would just flock to it yeah, you know, they would probably get like 17 total viewers instead of six. So 
think Nick DeVries cool. has more fans than that, I would think. Right, but, but like, even if I was a Nick DeVries fan, I'd still be like, mm, no, I'm good. So, anyway, that's all we got. Uh, if you... Yeah, that's all we got. Enjoy the weekend of racing. Goodbye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.